Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is time for another episode of Maddie and the Caddy alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie Matt Barry. Thank you for listening. As a reminder, download, subscribe, Apple Podcast, ESPN app. We appreciate the support, the social media. Maddie and Caddy, both Instagram and Twitter. Maddie, the word and. Caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E, is how you find us on social media. And we are so excited for today's show. First of all, we've got a spectacular guest. It is Hall of Fame week in Canton. We can yeah. now say Hall of Famer Brian Erlocker joins us. Can't wait for that conversation. Yeah. Patrick Reed has a conversation caught on the microphones. First, that, hey, shout out to Kessler's caddy. Well, he was the first one. Yeah, we're going to get to that because I have several issues with how that whole thing went down. What? Not and, me. I know you don't. And caddy. then we are going to talk about uh, our guy, the caddy's travels back from across the pond. Yeah. I do want to start with new. Hold on. Can we start with when did LeBron hook you up with a man purse? What's that? What do you mean a man purse? Is that a man purse I'm looking at right no, now? No, it's where I keep. People can't see what you're talking about. Why would you do something visual on an audio medium? That doesn't mean we can't talk about it. We it's... can talk about, look, I see something. I want to talk about it. It has a little strap-looking thing. It's where I keep my charger. It's it's where I keep like my cords. It's a it's like a it's a cord holder. Leather. Hold up. You had the nerve on the last podcast to be talking about how I'm high maintenance and whatnot. You got a leather. It's a it's like a leather man purse charger a, holder. Yeah. Well, first off, it's not a purse. Second of all, not only is it leather, it's got my name embroidered on it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the high maintenance guy. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. We, I've got about, right. we probably got an hour worth of yeah. stories to prove that. Um, let's start what off with some golf. What did you use before though. that? Like you little Huckleberry Finn thing? You just had like fishing wire tying it up? No, I just shoved them in my pockets. <laughs> all right. So now that my cord wallet has gotten the lead story here on Maddie and the Caddy. Now your, your charger cord's got a man purse of their own, too. Okay, I'm high maintenance. Yeah, well, see, you, you, I feel like that's going to be a theme for the next month, because I called you out for who you really are. Uh-huh. But hey, let's, let's congratulate Tiger Woods to start off with by officially committing to play in Bridgestone WGC, final time the event plays in Akron before it heads over to Memphis. It's official... We now know you're going to be taking a flight there to cover the tournament. We know that this is happening. I love seeing it. I am so all in for how karma's working for this because we know he's won there 137 times before, really like eight. But still, that's a course where, because we talked about, too, him hitting driver, if if, if those who are – fans of the podcast and subscribe to the podcast remember talking to Sterling Sharp and Joe Carter about how Tiger when he hits driver it could go anywhere but when it comes to Bridgestone so what he's seen he has seen places on that golf course that the superintendent probably hasn't been to in years and years and so what like that's fine and dandy and cool so the fact that he qualified in the 50th spot at the Open Championship, everyone thought that because he tied for six and Kevin Chappell that he was out. Turns out he's in. Karma is starting to show its face again. Yeah, and, and let's be honest with each other. For 
pretty much 85 to 90 percent of this golf season the fact that he would even be in this tournament did not it looked grim like it wasn't it gonna was happen. A, never gonna happen there was no way there was no way that it was gonna happen and again karma and knowing it's the last one that's gonna be there at bridgestone that's right because i mean even i don't have a tough time going hey tiger's going to memphis in august <laughs> yeah uh probably not you know, There's nothing there in Memphis. 197 he, degrees. Like walking into a mouth. <laughs> that is so disgustingly bad. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Otherwise, there's no reason to go there. But <laughs> it, it, it aligns well with the final time that event's going to be played there. And my, I, I feel like every week we have to do something Tiger-related because there, there's so much to talk about with Tiger. My Tiger story this week is I ate at his restaurant, The Woods, in Jupiter this week. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, and I'm not kidding you. Tiger had a nice time during his time off because the Brussels sprouts and the and the uh, the fries are the, the, the two best of their kind that I've ever had. Okay, first, I'm a huge fan of Brussels sprouts, and I have been for a long time, even though people would look at me and go, come on, man, you ain't rocking no vegetables. <laughs> you don't understand. I come from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and and a huge fan. Like I could, I don't. I eat salad. I don't like dressing on it because I actually love raw vegetables. What does Lancaster, Brussels. Pennsylvania, have to do with Brussels sprouts? Like, is that the Brussels sprout capital of the world? No, I'm just saying it's that because it's farm Amish farmland. Oh, it's a lot of fresh produce. Okay, because there's a lot of farms there, so I, I I'm used to a lot of fresh vegetables, and I love fresh vegetables, even though. And I know I'm going to throw my wife under the bus right now. Whatever. I'm just saying my wife thinks rice is a vegetable. So, <laughs> like, she'll make potatoes. And I'm like, what do we have for a vegetable? She says rice. Yeah, she goes, rice. Uh, Nah, I don't think that really yeah, – I don't think that counts. Anyway, I do like the fact that when – I am I was used to Brussels sprouts only being boiled. Yeah. Which was – I'm cool with that. Like, you know, make them lightly boiled, put a little tiny bit of butter and – some some seasoning on them, boom, good to go. My wife cuts them in half, puts olive oil on them, and throws them underneath the broiler for like oh. five or six seconds. And then, you know, and I love that. So I'm a huge fan of Brussels sprouts. Now, you know I got an addiction with French fries. So you're going to have to tell me how at Tiger Spot, how do they do the Brussels sprouts right. and the French fries? So tig- we'll, start, we'll start with the Brussels. Tiger, they, they come in a skillet. Right? Like one of those mm, table okay. side skillets. Yep. They are slightly crusted with maple and brown sugar, a oh. little bit of balsamic, and then they have bacon and oh. onions. Oh, on- see, that's the thing. People just hear bacon and they go, that's the win. Nah. Nah. If, because of that caramelized maple. Yeah. With some, if you put onion with that too. Oh my gosh. So Tiger, like the, the Brussels came out and I was already in and then they you bring know what? out. I might walk into when you talked about the nastiness of Memphis in August and walking into a mouth. I might go in there to get a Brussels sprout cook like that. Walk into someone's mouth, grab one out of the tooth. Hey, excuse me real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> but grab one of the Brussels, and while you're in there, grab the truffle fries. Yeah, but see, now some places say truffle fries, but they don't. It's an imitation truffle kind of spread that they bake on the French fries. I don't get it. Was, what do you mean? So I'm not a foodie, 
But back in the day when I first started traveling a lot with SiriusXM, one of my boys, Dynamite Dave Thielen, he was like a real foodie and understand and like wanted to be a chef. So he would he would know all of this stuff. So people would bring stuff out and be like, oh, it's a truffle glazed this and that. And then he would eat it and be like, nah, that ain't real truffle like that's. <laughs> And I'd be like, for real. And so he'd be like, all right, taste this. And he would tell him that's not real truffle. And he would go tell the chef that I'm calling him out. And the next thing you know, something else would come out. And he would go, see, that's the truffle. And he would go taste that. And I would be like, oh, that's different. You know, I was like the fat brother in Ratatouille. (laughs) Right? When the Ratatouille (laughs) was like, take a minute and taste it. And I'll be the guy just horking it down, as Ratatouille would say. Don't just hork it down. I was the dude. But then he kind of refined or helped me refine my taste. For truffle. Yeah, you could tell the difference between true truffle oil and fake truffle oil. So I almost want you. I want, next time we're in Florida together, playing golf and yep. causing problems, we need to go there because oh, I would because yeah. I would like you to to expose whether or not Tiger's it's truffle. Real. Now yeah. here's the other thing I like about this place. It better be real. It's Tiger's spot. Like, come on, man. If it, he's using fake, if he's using a fake truffle oil, man, I will. I, oh my god! You'll gosh. do what? What, what, will you do? what will you do? I will never let him live that down on a golf course. You I can't be, even. Tell I will call him out spot. on the golf course in front of everybody. And that's what he, I love about it. I love that you can't you can't tell it's Tiger's spot. It's very discreet in that way. There's three pictures in, of Tiger in the whole restaurant, right? And they're blurred out. And they don't even show his face. That's cool, man. I loved it. So Ty, like, I do too. I was in Ty, Tiger, the culinary expert. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, you know, and for you know, for a skinny dude, that's one thing. When it comes to restaurants and stuff like that, I you know. It's hard for me to trust dudes that are super duper skinny and into crazy health stuff. It's like, okay, man, I don't know. I disagree. Those are the guys you should trust. Why is that? Because we're the ones that are very selective with how we decide to spend our caloric intake. Nah, yeah, nah. See, that's the thing. Like, you guys get creative with tofu. You know, I don't eat tofu. This tofu tastes just like chicken. You know what I want? Chicken. (laughs) Why are you being a thinnest right now? I'm not, hey, I got nothing against them people. I'm just saying, I'm gonna trust the fat dudes. I'm gonna trust the fat dudes palate before I trust, cause I know someone like me, you can trust me when it comes to food because I've tried it all. Every, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the dude that goes, oh, I'm, I'm working out and looking for this and I gotta, I gotta be very careful. So make sure my food is not cooked in this and don't, you know what? I've tried everything. So I know with a fat dude, you can trust when I say that's not, mm, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm probably telling you something because I've done it before. So you're saying, look, are you going to trust? Here's, let me ask you something. Right. Are you going to trust somebody who's a crazy picky eater or Andrew Zimmer? Who has stuck things in his mouth and gone, well, that's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to trust someone who's been on Fear Factor before. You know what I mean? They have eaten parts of a deer that you're not supposed to eat. Yeah, so but that, saying, you know what that says to me, though? It says you have no standards. Yeah, but it also means that because you've tried everything, you know good flavor when you taste it. Not someone who goes, I only know the difference between skinless chicken and chicken with skin on it. I don't, don't give me that. So who do you trust more? Do you trust the buddy that they're like, oh, Barry will do anything? 
or the person that's more reserved with their decision making? Give me the guy who's tried everything. Who do you trust more, Phil Mickelson or Henrik Stenson? Phil. Why? Because Phil's been all – like if we're talking golf stuff, Henrik is way too – Henrik doesn't have to hit miracle shots. Because so he's Henrik not all is, over the place. Henrik is not going to tell me how to hit some 40-yard curve from behind a tree over a guy's head that yet stays underneath the branch without hitting an acorn. Phil's going to be like, oh, yeah, check it out. All you got to <laughs> do is this. If you go to, hey, Henrik, how do I hit this miracle recovery shot? He's going to be like, what you must do is. So, and you'll be like, bro, I don't trust you. You ain't never hit this shot. You know, forget when it counts. Because you've never needed to. Phil's been there nine times. <laughs> he, yeah, but he's wheels off. That That's all he is. Which is why you, right, trust the dude who's wheels off to give you advice because he's going to say, look, man, you don't want to be trying to pull this. Here's what you want to do, right? Don't trust the guy who goes, well, normally in this situation, if I was here, what, what do you mean if? You ain't never been here, so don't tell me that. You know what I mean? Don't you know who I'm gonna trust? You know who I'm gonna trust to keep me out of prison? A guy who's been to prison. <laughs> now that's true. See, but, but that's so what I'm you saying. so like you're hiring a, a lawyer. So you're gonna hire a lawyer who's been to prison because that's I'm who's gonna, keeping you, you know, out. Hey, you know, fi- you know who I want as a tax dude? Maybe a dude that did a month or two. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want that guy because I know he knows where the he knows the line. I find it odd that you went from talking about Phil Mickelson to a tax guy you wanted. I'm just saying, well, we went from food to Phil Mickelson. Well, I just, you know, with, hey, with Phil, Phil's problems Phil in with the past. Food, who are you going to trust more when, when it comes to telling you what donuts to eat? you going to trust Henrik Stenson or Phil Mickelson? You seen Kobayashi? Skinny. Kobe, well, the usual suspects? Well, yeah. No, the competitive there, eater. There is no Kaiser Soze. <laughs> the competitive eater, you dope, Kobayashi. Yeah. He's skinny. So? But he puts him away. Well, of course, it's a competitive eater, big time, yeah. But he, again, I, I'm i going to trust the dude who I know. Like, Kobayashi, do you think he can tell you what the hot dogs taste like? Not the point. Yes, it is. We're talking about trust. Let me ask, okay, so if we're talking about trust, how much do you trust the airline industry this week? <laughs> you know who I trust? I trust American Airlines. And I'm going to go take pictures with American Airlines. Matter of fact, American Airlines just tweeted me not too long ago because I put out on Twitter that I not only am I want to thank them and I got those little things that you give, hopefully that'll get somebody a raise to say, man, you did a great job. Oh, the little coupon thing. The little thing that says you went above and yeah, beyond. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not afraid to give them things out. Oh. I'm giving that out to American Airways. You know what? And you know what they're letting me do? Take a picture of their staff. Say what's up. Hey, check it out. Boom. Here you go. Thanks for helping a boy out. You know what I mean? Here you go. And here's, I might even take the one of the case. I'm not going to take my luggage bag because that would be ridiculous. And anyway, and it, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But British Airways, whatever with them. How is it British Airways, if I got a problem with their baggage service, the social media people call me first? Well, what, what does that say? Well, what ha- first of all, American Airlines and British Airways are partners, so I think this is supposedly. Hilarious. But anyway, yeah, don't so tell what, American what you, that they're trying to stay away from them. They're staying away from them like 
somebody who starts making bad decisions with things that they say. <laughs> Bill Burr does my favorite bit about that. When someone starts saying things they're not supposed to say on TV and the other two anchors just, you can see them moving slide away. Slide away. Yeah. yeah, they just slide to the side. Be like, oh, yeah, here we go. Hey, welcome to my weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what happened? British Airways for the second time. This, uh, you know, once shame on you, once shame on you, twice shame on me. So once I flew British Airways through Edinburgh, had to go through Heathrow, right? This was when the Open Championship was in Muirfield. So what happens? British Airways takes my carry-on bag. My carry-on. They, now, this the first time, it's not going to fit in the overhead. We're getting on like a 727. All right, follow this the thing, rules. It's a beast. And it just won't fit in the overhead. I go, it's a carry-on. Yes, it'll fit. No, no, we need to take this. You'll That's get your it. fault. What? That's your fault. It's my fault that I have a bag that will fit in the overhead compartment, and they just tell me that it won't? All right, neither here nor there. Continue. Yeah, see, whatever with that. So they take the bag, and it vanishes. It vanishes in Heathrow. I don't never get the bag back. So the, this is the first time I call British Airways and we start going toe to toe. So I was like, you know what? I'm taking this on social media. So I basically went on social media and wore British Airways out. <laughs> they gave me a phone number to call. Here's customer service. Because here's why I was mad the first time. Okay. British Airways, because I, I was on American, had to fly British. British Airways takes my bag. They put a British Airways tag on it. I go when I get home, like, hey man, my bag never showed up. They took my carry on. I call British Airways and they're like, that's an American Airlines problem. Hold up. You, wait, you took my bag and you put a British Airways tag on it and it's American's problem? Yeah, American has to find the bag. So I'm at the counter at American and I tell the dude, while I'm on the phone with British Airways, here's what this guy just told me. And the guy at American Airways goes, um, if British Airways put the tag on it, why would we have a record of that tag? On American. Doesn't make any sense. I go, hold on one second. And I hand him the phone. Here you go. You tell him that. You know, <laughs> now let's just say the guy who I'm speaking to, not British. Okay. British Airways, not British, probably not in the UK. Just saying, throwing that out there. All right. So that was the first time. And it's a whole debacle. Okay. I don't give British Airways my phone number. They end up calling my cell phone. This is the first time. So flash forward to just this past week. Thank you. Go to Edinburgh. Get there. The girl goes, can I see your backpack? Yeah, sure. Can you see if the backpack fits in that thing? I go, well, it only has to fit under the seat. My backpack will fit under the seat. She goes, oh, yeah, I know. But if it doesn't fit in that, I need your carry-on. What? And I go, if I told you that your shirt's too tight and then ask you for your socks, would that make sense to you? (laughs) That's the worst analogy of all time. Exactly. No, on your part. Oh, no, 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 it makes just as much sense as what they just said. Hey, your backpack won't fit in this little thing that won't fit your wallet. So because of that, I'm going to take your carry-on back. The overhead bin tends to be bigger than under your seat anyway. Which has nothing to do with my backpack. That's my point. All right, keep going. It has nothing to do with my backpack. So she says, I'm going to take your your carry-on bag, my roll-on, right, which has... Our broadcast equipment. Notice I'm saying our Maddie and the Caddy series is $40,000. There is a reason that I have a Pelican case that stays with me, right? Keep your luggage with you at all times. And for those who haven't seen Caddy's case, it looks like he's carrying nuclear codes with him. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It does, which is why I keep it with me all at right. all times. Continue. Yeah. they t- And I tell the woman at the counter, listen, the last time I gave you my carry-on, it vanished. All right? So here's what we're going to do. If you're, <laughs> if this is really what you want to do, then here's what we're going to do. We're taking a picture of my carry-on, and I'm getting a picture of you and your name tag. <laughs> because the last time, British Airways goes, well, which agent took it? What? I didn't know I was required to start writing stuff down like I was a witness at a crime scene. Before you give her the stuff, you are basically treating her like a convicted felon and taking a mugshot of her. I'm sorry. Did they not steal from me in the past? She didn't. They didn't. Does she work for British Airways? She does. Are they doing the same thing they did the last time? So when someone here at ESPN are they doing the same thing they did the last time? When someone here at ESPN says something moronic, then we're all like we all die for their sins. I didn't. No, not all of you. Nah, but you know what? Guess what? If you're sitting next to said anchor who said something stupid before, and the same subject comes up and they start going down that road and you don't stop them again, first time shame on you. Second time shame on me. So you're so basically this is the second time. She may not so, have even worked at the airline the last. Oh, time. she had the outfit on though, and she was adamant about going to take my bag. So <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna just take this picture." And you know what she says? If you take a picture, I'll call the police on you. <laughs> As she and should. I, Who do you? This is the I'm sorry. There's, is there a policy against taking a picture in a public place? Because I don't know about that law. You have lost your mind. And I have also then lost my carry-on bag again. Again. Now, I may or may not have taken a selfie with her in the background. Wait. Do you take the picture? No comment. (laughs) I may or may not have taken a selfie that she was in the background of. And I I just kept it for court appearances in case we had to go to court. I (laughs) I may or may not have that. All right. So... Because at the end, she goes, sir, can you please set your phone down so I can make sure you're not taking a picture? Yeah, I sure. I'll set it down right now <laughs> after I hit this button and go back to the homepage. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're good. That's why people, you're why people hate Americans. All right, continue. No, 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 no. This is British Airways that took my stuff. Like, I'm sorry for defending myself and my stuff from a company that took it who did the same exact thing. So here's the best part. Now we fly from Edinburgh to Heathrow, London, yeah. which is infamous for for bags just going into the ether. Like for some reason, Heathrow must be the cloud because that's where <laughs> most bags end up. You ask, like even European tour players dread going through there because stuff vanishes. Now at Heathrow, I'm about to have my first time flying on a 747, double decker, yep. a big cool four inch, awesome. As we're checking in, they're they're scanning your, um. They're scanning your ticket for your seat and all that stuff. The boarding but then pass. they're also Yeah, boarding pass. Thank you. They're scanning the boarding pass. Boom. And then the girl gets a strange look on her face and she goes, Sir, um, why are you checking four bags? And I go, uh, I'm not. I checked three bags. You took one. And now she gets this smirk, this smug smirk on her face. And as soon as I saw that look, I was like, I'm so screwed right now. And I'm being nice. Like, I'm not being the angry American because I understand the, and you see me. I'm not, I try not to get, I try to stay loose and fun and like, you know what I mean? More, more, you get more done with honey than you do with anger. Right. But you've already admitted you profiled British Airways in this podcast already. And you were trying to sneakily take a picture of one of their one of their employees. I didn't say I did that. You did. All right, I didn't go ahead, say continue. I did that. 
So you're, you did. you're killing them with so, your money. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice, but she's got a smirk on her face, and I'm like, this is not going to be good. And, of course, when you fly international, I land in Miami, and they're like, you have to claim your bags first, only two of my bags show up of the four. So this time, British Airways not only loses my carry-on bag, they decided they didn't feel like my clothes needed to come either. So they stole two bags. So, of course, when I land, the first thing I do, all right, we're going to play this game. Because I did go on Twitter when it first happened in Edinburgh and said, here we go again, British Airways. Are you sure this is how you want to play this? Are you sure? Because it turned into a three-day thing the first time. And, of course, they social media people called me from British Airways. And, you know, <laughs> they gave me a phone number to call for customer service. And, of course, when you listen to... The tape that's playing before a person comes on, yeah. it's like, thank you for calling British Airways. Please hold. <laughs> Someone will be with you very shortly. But, but, but then the enjoy person, your button jam. Right. Of course, it sounds very like, wow, this is going to be great, proper. And then they click off of that and go, thank you for calling British Airways. <laughs> and you're like, this is Bill. Okay, Bill. What was your name before you had this job? Because your name's your name not Bill. Don't come on, man. Where you come on, dude? Right. <laughs> so I put the phone number on Twitter and told everyone, "Hey, oh, call no. this number and you tell me if the person <laughs> on the machine that's playing is the same as the person who answers the phone." I'm just don't. I'm just saying. I don't know that. I don't know. Now you're. Now you know. Now you just launched. You've started a war. No, I didn't start a war. Hey, look. All I'm doing is. This is what I'm observing. <laughs> this is what happened. So. I want everyone else here. I want all of you to experience what British Airways is putting me through so you know I'm not the crazy one. Like, I'm not the one doing anything wrong. So so this time, I put on Twitter again. Here we go again, British Airways. Y'all didn't learn the first time. And the best part was people on British or people on Twitter were like, hey, British Airways, y'all might want to just check yourself real quick. Like, do I remember because the people remembered. The last time something like this happened. So, of course, it happened. Once it happens again, now I am in full blown. There's no honey left in the tank. It is all Africanized bees, right? Like, I'm going on full attack mode. Like, I'm bullet ant right now because I'm so mad that they did this again because I trusted them again and they were so angry. So, don't you know, my phone rings again and this time it's British Airways social media people calling me on my cell phone so my whole thing was hey the guy goes can i record the call no it might be used for training purposes yeah it might be used in court too so (laughs) no you can't record the call how about that you know and he goes well then we're done talking all right cool why don't you have baggage services call me why is social media call me first you still got my bag bullying them on social media you know i'm trying to get my bags back you don't even know where my bags are don't call me and say, please stop being mean to us on social media. You know what? Find my bags. And so then, what? Then call me and we'll talk about what happened on social media. <laughs> I love you know how you mean? think you weren't mad about this. So then what? So how did this all it is, is to say it all got resolved because when I landed in Gainesville, a really nice person working for American Airlines, actually two of American Airlines employees helped me a lot and they were the ones that got really proactive and then behind the scenes were making phone calls to British Airways going what are you guys doing like seriously and they got my bags brought back to me do you so, think your bags were held hostage 
I don't think they were held hostage. I think they I think that if, if I wouldn't have raised the stink and quite honestly if I wouldn't have the Twitter profile that I have, that my bags would be gone. You, that they I don't I don't know that cuz I I don't the last time that this happened my carry-on bag, I landed on a Monday, late, late Monday night, and yep. my bag didn't show up until Friday night at midnight, and I was leaving Saturday morning. And when did and it show I up this time? This time, I don't think, I, I don't think my bag would have, my carry-on would have shown up until I was, until after I had left, and that would mean I would have left without the ability to do this or the ability to do our, the Sirius XM show that I do. Well, I would like to, on on behalf of other Americans, the British, our apologies for Michael breaking carry-on policy. I, I would, thank you. I don't apologize for British Airways. Thank you for getting his they baggage. Choke on a haggis. Safe, safe to him, American Airlines. Thanks for defeating the British one more time, America. Exactly. Uh, this, thank you, this, American Airlines, this, for doing for being patriotic and helping out your boy. This you know latest I mean? world dispute has been solved. And I don't think anyone got hurt. Listen, if I'm going to New Orleans, I'm going to hire a witch doctor. So whatever happens to British Airways, it happens. I'm going to just give you some advice as we get ready to toss to the Brian Urlacher interview. This ought to be good. Uh, stay away from <laughs> British Airways person. from here on out. I stay pro- away. Don't worry. Because you're, you're a marked man. You're a marked I know. man. In the, oh, I know. I'm flagged. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even let you over in that country if I were them anymore. No, no, no. I'm, I'm still. I'm going to Britain. But believe me. Even if it costs the extra four hundred dollars, I'm I'm not. You will never catch me. But let me put it this way: budget rent a car rented me a stolen car one time, and I still haven't rented from budget. And that was in 1995. <laughs> you so showed me them. and budget rental cars done. Me and British Airways done. Not done. Maddie and the caddy coming up next. Hall of Fame week. We caught up with Bears legend Brian Urlacher. That coming up next on Maddie and the caddy. Back on Maddie and the caddy. Uh, one of our favorite interviews, caddy from <laughs> Lake Tahoe in Reno, Brian Urlacher. And just it was just fun to catch up with him. Well, you know what's good about Brian Urlacher is there's no real start. We just sit down and start gabbing. <laughs> and there's no real beginning to the interview or end, it just kind of we're just talking and that's it. Like that's what makes a great podcast of what we do. Oh, there was an ending in it. Only want to be with you. <laughs> that was the ending. It is true. Uh, how's Brian Urlacher's short game? How, how I mean, how's how's the game overall? Well, the the short game is good because I miss a lot of greens, so I'm chipping every <laughs> right. hole. So I, <laughs> you know, when you have to chip like. Eleven, twelve times around, yeah. you get pretty good at it. That it, you get so scrambling, frustrating. It's the worst. But why do we love it? Why do you love because it? Because it's hard. It's challenging, you know. Especially as a former athlete or current athlete, some of these guys, you just you want something that challenges you every day. And golf is is that so unpredictable for me? I can be on the range. I'm good. You watch me, you're like, damn, this dude hits the ball solid. <laughs> range of Rick, straight. You and Tiger, maybe a Tiger hits a good on the course too. Not all the time. That's well, why his nickname's Ranger Rick. Well, who hits it on the course every time good? Do you know anyone that does? No. I don't. Okay. Well, everyone does that. You call everybody Ranger Rick then. Yes. Don't talk about Tiger in a bad light. Oh, he does it all the time. Look at it. And then you want to, but Billy wants to go interview him after his round. Like, 100%. Tiger, oh man, that was unbelievable. I'm going to talk good about you now. That's how I talk to him. Well, I don't know, man. Yeah, but Tiger, I don't think you're going to win another major. <laughs> you he won't tell him that. Uh, yes, I will. You'll tell Tiger you don't think he'll win another yes. major. Yes. No, why would you lie to him? He's going to win a major. Which one? The one he wins. There's four. He has four chances every year. Okay. Correct. I just, I, I'm so as a true Tiger fan, unlike yourself, 
Um, he's trending in the right direction, I think. I agree he's trending in the right direction. I tr- I think he's going to win golf tournaments. But no majors. No. Why? Because too there's, inconsistent, too not, there's too many other guys that are, yes. That's the problem. He's just got to get hot one weekend That's or it. one day on a Sunday. Yeah, but he also has to do that for a tournament. We and see, now no, we he do doesn't. It. No, he doesn't. Yes, the he US does. The U.S. Open, if you stay around par or one or two over and get hot on Sunday, you can win. But for him, that's his A game, though, for any no, U.S. Not. Open. Not right now, it's not. It, it, it may be right now, but it won't be. You, you forget, this is, what, ten, is he 10 tournaments in now, 11 tournaments in? 11. 11. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe after he's 25 or 30, and it'll be different. But 25 or 30 in, that's going to be two and a half years. No, it's not. It'll be next year. So 11 tournaments in, the, the, if he does He's still got five more tournaments this year at least. Maybe if he doesn't. But he's not. if he doesn't play good next week at the Open Championship, then he won't get in Bridgestone. Still a tournament. He doesn't, he's not playing Bridgestone either way. He already said that. He's going to be with his kids. <laughs> Michael's face. Bro, this dude. Why? <laughs> I did love not, Did you not see that? I love He said his schedule. You said that with a straight face, He said his schedule's <laughs> not going to change. Even if he wins and gets in the top 50, is the top 50 in the world for Akron? He's he's gonna play Bridgestone if he gets into WGC because that will be his door then into the Ryder Cup. How much you want to bet? I don't oh. want to bet. Well, I, I, say, I would love to lose. How this much? Bet. I would up. love to lose this bet. That means he's gonna win a tournament. No, he doesn't have to win to get in WGC. Well, he's got top five to get him in the top fifty. Or well, whatever. so and you don't think then he's gonna finish top five at the Open Championship? I do, but I don't think he'll play the, in, at the Bridgestone either way. We gotta pay this off. Yeah, no. So we're I'm thirty with, to one. In case you're looking for my, we're odds. with Brian Urlacher. If you haven't really figured this out already, <laughs> to find yeah. Brian Urlacher, and we're at <laughs> it's U R L A C H E R. I saw there, you right yeah, here. Is right, yeah, yeah. You, Aaron Rodgers, Ray Allen. No, just, Ray Allen should be ten to one. It's you, right? I don't like the right. I like it as a better. Yeah, as a better, I'm taking he could win. Yes. Steph at fifteen to one took I, money too. Yeah, yeah, I would take Steph at fifteen to one. Mm-hmm. But you, Vinny Del Negro, and Aaron Rodgers are all at thirty to one. Vinny's thirty to one. Yeah, Vinny Del Negro thirty to one too. These people must have never seen him swing a golf club. He swings are good. Yeah, Lefty. well, he's a kicker, smooth. man. Vinny Del Negro? Vinny Del Negro was a I thought, Vinny, I thought, I thought Vinny was a basketball player. Basketball yeah, he was. He, wasn't he a head yeah, coach for yeah, the, the, the Clippers? Clippers uh, coach. He coached the Bulls? Yeah. Al Del Greco was a really good kicker. Al, Al Del, Del Greco. Greco. Yeah, that's, Collins, you're, you're wow. done. That's a sports you're, you're, you're out of this. Though, yeah, yeah. yeah we got, it's, that doesn't include golf or – what do you know about? Let's talk about something you know about. I know about <laughs> reptiles. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's a herpetologist. That doesn't sound good. It doesn't. <laughs> does it, right? I hate that that's the name of the study of reptiles he, and amphibians. I'm a big reptiles fan. <laughs> when did you uh, When did you first pick up the game of golf? Uh, like consistently? Yeah. When I had money, when I got drafted. Yeah. <laughs> it's expensive, man. Yeah. I tried to play in college a couple times. So I went to school with Hale Irwin's nephew, Blake Irwin, at UNM. And Blake had a study club, so I went out and played with Blake one time. The only club I could hit was a two-iron. That's it. No driver, no wedges. For the first three times I played, all I could hit was a two iron, <laughs> which now, is now that's amazing. Yeah, and now I can't hit it at all because two iron is that's one of uh-huh. the hardest clubs even for pros to hit. Uh, I don't know about that, but it's um well they they tee off with it now they hit it three hundred yards. Yeah, well these Those two irons are irons. different than the ones that you hit back then. Though. Yeah, that was nineteen ninety seven. That's so, but you're that my, old. My rookie, I know. My <laughs> I'm forty. My rookie year is when I got my first like set of clubs. Yep, and when I can afford them. It's and so is that expensive. when you you caught the bug then? I didn't catch it as bad back then because I stunk mm-hmm. and I didn't have much as much time to play. And then later, I'm, earlier in my or midway through my career, I got the bug pretty bad. And then when I retired, it just I wanted to play all the time. Yeah, because when you were in the peak of it out there, I remember you were drafted the same year as Mike Brown. Yes. Buddy of mine went to high school with Scott Del Saguaro. The greatest. And you guys, for the first couple of years with that defense. 
we're, you guys were at the midway. So back. Mike Brown's the smartest guy I've ever played with. Yeah. If he didn't, and you could probably say this by a lot of guys, but Mike Brown, in my opinion, if he didn't get hurt, he's in the Hall of Fame either this year. Whenever he retires, he goes right first about Hall of Fame. He did things that the guys weren't supposed to do back there. I mean, the, you remember the games, the Cleveland game, yep. the San Fran game? Back to back, game to back picks yeah. in overtime. Yeah. That'll never be duplicated. I mean, the things that he did on the football field, and I, and I had to handle the front seven. And then when he left, it was I had to handle the whole defense because people didn't know how to communicate except for me. But Mike would, hand, Mike would handle the whole defense even when I was out. I was like, shut up, Mike. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> making checks before I'm making checks. So it's just he was he was so fun to play with. A good, good friend still to this day. But, man, he, he was a good football player. Yeah, he was. He was very underrated. Very underrated. He was always around the ball. He would knock the hell out of you. He could hit. Yeah, he wasn't big, but he would. And his, his little voice, what's up, man? I'm coming for you. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, you better watch out over there. Yeah. Just high pitch in practice. He'd always be yelling at people. Just fun, man. He's a good, good guy to he's be He's a good dude, man. Yes. We grew up together in Scottsdale, man. He's a good kid. He is a great Who'd guy. Who'd you put the biggest lick on, man? Which lick is the one that you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> If there was one, if you Man, had to, I've hope, taken my share. That's for sure. Well, of, of we're gonna looks. get to that yeah. one too. Um, but the one I, I don't even know to tell you the truth. I mean, probably some lineman. I hit uh, Larry Allen one day, one game. Oh. I don't think he saw me coming, but I hit him and he fell over. I was like, well, well, I got up, <laughs> I got up like I was somebody, and Larry was like, that was a good hit. Um, you know, because he must not have saw me coming though, because it was a screen. And he was kind of running. He might have been turned sideways, but I hit Larry, and I, I felt really good about myself. <laughs> Are you when you come out to these tournaments? Because we we we've been sitting here the last couple of days at the driving range, and all these NFL guys, yeah, I mean, they're catching the bug like never before. The golf bug, yeah, it's yeah. Comp- it's competition, and and it's unlike football because football we all knew what we were doing on the football field. We yep. we could tell you what on the golf course. Mm-mm. Don't know what's going to happen every swing. My my swing is different every swing. That's not good. But as long as I, as long as I play my little five or ten yard or twenty yard cut slice fade, I'm good. <laughs> my cut slice yeah, fade. As long as it goes right every time, I'm happy. Hey, you know what though? Like Ben Hogan, you eliminate half the of the golf course. The left side of the golf course is non-existent unless I pull it. <laughs> <laughs> if you pull it, your, your if face I pull it, shot. I'm going to be in the trees out here. But if this golf course, all the troubles on the left. If you guys, I don't know. I'm sure you've played it many times, Michael. But all the, all the, all the trouble. Fun, I'm surprised you're not in the tournament. Not this year. How did they avoid you not playing? Because I'm flying out oh, on a busy. red eye. Yeah. You're one of the British? Yes. Uh, or Scottish? Or British. Irish? It's the British. Well, it's not the British. Now, well, they call it the Open. This year, this week is Well, the, that's actually next week. Yeah, the Open Championship. But you're leaving tonight. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah, I got to get there early. Yeah, you got interviews. Tiger, got a lot of interviews before every seat off. <laughs> he's, not, he's not even going over early. Good. How do you Why know? should he? He already won there. He already won. Is it Carnoustie? Yep. Yeah. He already won there. You know, so he's going to hit his four iron all day off the tee. You and think people are gonna that's criti- what I said. People are going to criticize him for hitting his four iron. He's going to win again. He's going to get into Akron and not play. And then <laughs> it's amazing how much more he knows than you. I'm going to call him up. But uh, if you need information for your little interviews you do after the <laughs> round, or like, you want to text me during the round, like, hey, man, I need some something here. I'm about to talk on TV. Just let me know. Just shoot me a text. I mean, See, <laughs> hold on, though. This is a man who I FaceTimed from the beach. What's yeah. <laughs> from the Bahamas. From the Bahamas? Yeah, I FaceTimed Bahamas. him yeah. from the Bahamas and was like, hey, man, how's that cold weather in Chicago, fool? Yeah. What up? I'm in the Bahamas. Like, Dang. I used to I don't answer FaceTime calls either, but uh, for some reason, that's just my kids, of course. Especially, especially a FaceTime call from him from the beach. That was, There's a lot He probably wrong. thought it was an emergency. Yeah, that was, that was pre-beard, too, pre-Santa Claus, or what was it called, Black Claus? Uh, Tyrone Claus. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it. That's probably uh, a bad situation. Yeah. You I was w- going to tell her she can come sit down if she wants. Yeah. Go on, you want to sit, sit down? Come sit down. You can listen. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. 
Sorry, sorry to interrupt your great story. I'm sure you were telling Michael. <laughs> Tyrone Claus. Tyrone Claus, yeah. I was going to talk about, like, now, because of this addiction to golf, you became good friends with Kevin Strillman. Strillmansons. Yes, Strillmansons. Yeah. yeah. From Wheaton. Illinois. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did that, how did that friendship occur? Because that's a Chicago dude who's on the PGA yeah. tour. He's kind of a stalker, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah. He, so he kind of, we, we, we met because, uh, he's a huge Bears fan. I think he, uh, anyway, we met. Playing golf at, at uh, someone set us up to play it at Whisper out there in Arizona. We hit it off, and now we're, we're cronies. <laughs> he's a good dude, man. He, he's really good at golf, obviously. But it's frustrating because I watch him play every weekend. And I live and die by his rounds. Yeah, you know, I'm like, oh man, he's three under through four. Yeah, he's got that personal Wait, connection. He now. just made a bogey. Uh, my mood swings are just huge uh, when when he plays. So it's uh it's fun though to watch to know guys like that that you can watch. I don't want to get hit in the back of the head. No, it's Reggie Bush. <laughs> you wouldn't catch him anyway. Devin Bush. Reggie. Oh, Reggie Bush. Reggie, Reggie. yeah. I am. <laughs> he's, he's on fire. He's right? on, I know. He yeah, loves he's it. On you, you bring it out of me, man. I you're, know. You're That's what it is. is. Yeah, you're so I can't easy. help it. It's, well, you, he knows I did stand-up comedy for 20 years. Yeah. So he gets that itch in it. And when I said before, I go, so what you doing now? He goes, I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> and I was believing at first. I was like, what? It's for real? You driving an Uber? For my kids. Well, yeah. yeah now, yeah. once the whole thing came out. What's up? What you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. What are you doing? Wow, the tights on the. Are you court? done? <laughs> yeah, hey, throw that, throw that on. Wow. Are you? What you doing? Are you are playing? You, <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, hey, man. are you playing? He's in the tournament. Oh, you are. Well, hold on. Look. Oh wait, see ya. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it just blew you off. No, no. Nah. Yeah. So when you're done, <laughs> this is where we're gonna <laughs> hey, be. He pulled the. Yeah, yeah. I'll come yeah, back yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> Screw that guy. Now you know who's that the most famous good. for that. That was good. The the don't change this. Don't change the subject. That was good. <laughs> that was, well, he's in the middle of playing this round. No, he's not. No, he's yes, not. he is. What is he doing? What was just, What was Reggie just, Bush doing? I don't believe that. Oh, anyway, go ahead. Thank you. He can stop whenever he wants. Reggie Bush. Thank goodness. Heisman winner. I know. Took it Kinda, from him. Yeah, no, yeah. he won it. But, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch. There's him no out. such thing. You know, I'm, you best, can't vacate wins either. Those best games happen. player in college football. Period. Not even those couple years. And it wasn't close. I mean, the stuff that he did. Dude, I remember I was probably my third or fourth year in the NFL. I was like, dude, this guy better not get drafted to our division. <laughs> <laughs> and the Saints took him. No thank goodness. Uh, he was a uh, he, he was good. He's so fast and explosive, man. Anyway, uh, who was the best at ditching you besides <laughs> Reggie Bush? Ray Allen. <laughs> Ray is good at that. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, see ya. He's good at ignoring he people. He normally too, just goes, hey, man, okay, yo, I'll meet you right there. So go ahead. I'll be right. And then you stand there and you're like, yeah, I think yeah. he's getting in a car. Wait, maybe he's going to come back after he, he gets just... in the car and goes to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? After he goes to bed and wakes up, maybe yeah. he'll come back. Maybe over. he just got something else going on. Maybe. Tony Romo's another good one. He got us good walking Romo's by. Romo's gotten us twice. He walked right past here and was like, hey, you guys ready? And we were like, uh, okay. Yeah. And do, he goes, yeah, nah. Do your Erlacher instincts ever kick in when you see a quarterback out here like Romo? You just want to lay him out? No. <laughs> not, not out here. You know? I wish you could see the face he's making yeah, right now. Not right <laughs> now. No, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a past those days. I'm, t- I'm happy to see guys now. <laughs> I'm happy to see everybody. Is there, is there a farm around here? Because I smell cool. Yeah, it smells a I'm, lot I'm, like I'm happy you. to see everybody. Give me the, uh, the best, like the, the most memorable round of golf you ever had and who it was with. Out here in Tahoe or just period? The, the, just period. period. Oh, period. man. I played Augusta twice. Wow. Yeah, I got to play with Lou Holtz one year. Um, 
Unbelievable. Uh, I played the second time I got to play was with Toby Wilt, who was a starter at Augusta for a few. I'm not sure if he still does, but Hunter Hillemeyer is a uh, Vanderbilt grad. Toby was a Vanderbilt. He linked us up. So playing there was unbelievable. Oh, dang. How'd you play? I, shot, I played good for me. So this is how bad, this is how stupid my game is. <laughs> so we played the members tees and I shot 78. Wow. Went back to the pro tees. Yep. What do you think I shot? 78. 78. No, you really? did not. It doesn't matter where I play from. Wow. It, it doesn't make any sense. What'd you make on 11? Five. And I was happy as hell. Okay, yeah. good. 10 and pro 11. Pro tees and the member tees? Oh, pro tees was five. Uh, member tees, is, it's much easier because yes. I can hit three. With, but So I hit. I told you the cut, slice, push, fade <laughs> is, is my yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, For 11 and 10, it's a pretty good shot unless you hit to the trees and you yeah. got problems. Then you got to punch it out. Yeah, you got or you can hit the bubba. Yeah. Do you remember that shot, Michael? Do you know where that course is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, hey, the, guess what I got to do that you didn't get to do? Well, no telling. I played Monday after the Masters. Wow. Yeah. What'd you shoot? Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. but I played. Did you go to the it K- was 78. Were you, the, were you at the KPMG this year again in Chicago? I was. I got invited to play, but I couldn't go. He oh, won man. it. You he should, won the yeah. Pro-Am. Yeah. Yeah. Who, was your, who was your pro? Uh, Danielle Kang. The defending oh, champ. she's good. Yes. She wanted it, uh, the place we that, played at. That's Olympia exactly Field right. The year before. She, that's right. So I played with Danielle Kang, Jerry Foltz, and we played with the – Jerry uh, Foltz from Golf Channel? Yeah. Oh, he's a professional golfer. Well, not, not that day he wasn't. He didn't carry the team. Did Who you, did? But there's no – wait, were the strokes involved? No. We won Just the gross. Up. Wow. We won yeah. the gross. Yeah. Danielle like, must have played good. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> was, he was – he posted it. He had a picture oh, of the trophy. He's I was crying. Kissing. I never won nothing. I know how you feel, man. It's frustrating. <laughs> right? I'm with you, yeah. If you have never won a Pro-Am or anything like that, when you get a chance to win, and Danielle, I will say that Danielle made a 35-footer on the 18th that won it oh. for us, and I made a 35-footer on 17 to tie us for the lead. That's great. And I know. Tell me, what was the reaction? I, I mean, I'm sure you have it on video somewhere. I'm sure Someone's it, got yeah. There's always a camera around you somewhere. Well, when I hit the putt, I knew it was on the line that I wanted it on. Yeah. And yeah. No camera around you. You're the same. Somewhere around this guy. I know. We're the camera. Don't act like you ain't got one. Oh, your face. You're like, Come what's, on, what's man. looking at over there? I was like, is, he, is there a swarm of bees or something that just came in? Nah, so. That's awesome. When bro. that putt was going towards the hole and I knew I hit it where I wanted to, like the putter came up. And I wasn't Early? even thinking about it. Yeah, the oh, putter came great. up, and I was just like this, and knew it was going down. And it was that feeling was like. So you're scoreboard watching at that point. Oh. Yeah, was it nice to be in that position where you can scoreboard watch and be like, you know, we just make one birdie, we win. No, was the team because I normally tell people, people not to do yeah. that. I disagree with that. Like people as in professional golfers or people in general. I think it. I think it depends on the person. I think there are some golfers who need to look at the scoreboard because that's where they find their motivation. Yeah. And I think there are other golfers that that doesn't. It does the opposite. Golfers it makes you grind too hard. Professional golfers. Yeah. Yeah, but you need to score. If you're in the tournament, and you get a chance to win. You need to know what you need to do because there's certain times you need to play to the middle of the green, or you got to be aggressive and go for the flag. Or par fives, if you can't go for it, it's trouble. Or you need to make an eagle, you got to go for it. But He's it's right. the shot that fits your eye, you. though. You shouldn't be aggressive where you where like you. Uh, if you eliminate the right side of the left, the left side, side of the golf course, and there is a a pin, front left pin, a front left pin. But if I'm down by a stroke and I need to make a birdie, guess He's what going I'm doing. For it. I, going for it. I, well, here's what's wrong with me. Even if I don't, if I'm not down, I'm going for it anyway. <laughs> right. I aim at every single flag. I'm, uh, I just but you know what? Sense. You have a better opportunity. You have a better opportunity in that situation if it's a front left pin to hit the middle of the green and take a 15 a footer. If you get, oh yeah, take a downhill left, right to left 15. Because most downhill putts are easier than uphill because they get putts. to the hole. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you also got six. Trust seven, your caddy. But then, okay, I hear you, you, but then you get six, seven feet back for par, and then you blow second place. You get third place, or you tie for fourth. You cost yourself a lot of money. Dumping those in that bi- front left bunker short sided, you're gonna have eight feet coming back for par anyway. Maybe twelve if it's plugged. Well, leave if I, if I hit the shot that I want to pull off. You know, the front left pin with a little cut in there, hit the five feet, make the putt. Then I tie go to the playoff. But the chances of you doing that to a front left hole location for a guy who likes to play it from left to mm-hmm. right are much slimmer. Much, look, even a little bird. I don't, I don't, look at a black bird. The, I don't play the odds, but <laughs> I, I play to win. All right, Han Solo. Yeah, I play to win. Don't tell me the odds, if, Han if, Solo. So say I can hit my three wood two fifty in the air max. Right. That's as far as I can get. If I get it over the ball and I got two seventy to flag out of carry at two sixty, I'm going for it. Go for it. <laughs> Even what though the I can't, hell? I can't hit my it. three foot that far, but I'm What's going for it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to miss? You're going to I'm going to drop, drop, anyway. drop in three. What's the worst yeah. that you can finish? I can't hit shot in my life. There instead of finishing second, now you finish 12th, and now you're not qualified for the Bridgestone. <laughs> oh, okay. see how he brought it back yeah, to the Tiger? Yeah, yeah, the first time he's done it this whole time. true professional right there. That's called a callback. Are we making a bet, by the way, on the Bridgestone Let's do this. Let's get the bet. I hope. That one of us Let's has get to his pay. bucket and list. I hope okay. it's you. All right. Or actually, I hope it's me because that means Tiger made the bridge shown and he's right. going to play. And then because if he, you if, said he's that, not, if you I, win, I don't think he's going to play even if he makes it because uh, he did an interview with Jim Nance and I think it was Sir Nick Faldo after the uh, was it the Wells Fargo the last one he played in. Yeah. He actually went up Memorial to, was his last Memorial. one. No, it wasn't. Last one event he played in was it was Memorial. What was no? That? It was after the one. It was in. Uh, it was the Wells Fargo. He just played in the Wells Fargo. My. Am I right or am I right? The trial, well, no, he, Wells Fargo is after the Players' Championship well, and Memorial's after it, that. It was just Memorial. a couple of weeks ago. No, it's ago. not. It was, it was a, okay, hold on. Can you do some research? It was the Wells Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo was the last one he played That's in? That's the last one he played in. See, he's right again. Okay. God, is he working you? And the week before it was the Travelers. He did not play the Travelers. He did not play the Travelers. That's a fact. That's it. That, was it that, that, does that say the PGA Tour? What does that tournament say? Quicken Loans, Quicken Loans, Quicken Loans National, so yeah. Quicken Loans, Wells Fargo, Quicken Loans, Quicken Loans. You know so look, but hey, I wasn't what you were when saying. When we go to Wells Fargo, then let me. Do you tell them you got an account with Quicken Loans? You want to money Is that still a Quicken Hollow? Anyway, so Quicken Loans, so our bet, so our bet, yes. I think even when he wins the British or finishes in top five, whatever he has to do to qualify for Akron, he won't play in Akron. Fifty. Fifty yeah, bucks. Yeah, sure. All right, bet fifty bucks. Bet it's a bet. I'll let you, out. you. I'll let you out now for twenty five if you want. Why no? don't you get no? a fifty four tattoo on your ankle? <laughs> I already got. I'm got it. He probably has a couple. You gonna get the one? Nah, Doug, <laughs> Doug Peterson picked out my next tattoo. Peterson's a man. He picked Isn't that he because as an Eagles fan. Oh, you me, like the, this year or always? Oh, from oh, okay. forever, forever. This yeah, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. We do, we're here for me for the first man. time ever. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like all of a sudden, Philly's Everybody the who knows place. me, even Strills will tell you back in the day when I caddy for him, we had a thing called Philly Friday. Where oh, every okay. Friday I wore all Philadelphia gear. So I'm sure he loved baseball. that as a Bears fan. You know, yeah, he he and was a, cu- a huge Cubs fan too. Yeah, but here's the thing: when me and him won the Kodak Challenge, you yeah. know who we were paired with on Friday, going for the last Kodak hole? I give up. Johnny Damon. <laughs> oh, Red and Sox or Yankee? Either it way. was Yankees right after they beat the Phillies in the World Series. Uh, so of course, Strills is like, nice. "You gonna wear that Phillies yeah. gear Friday?" <laughs> no, shut up. You didn't wear it. No. He chickened out. Yeah. Why would uh, you do that? You're John, not a real fan then. Just because no, I didn't want to hear nothing Damon. from Johnny Damon. Damon. Right. You know who my son's favorite team is right now? And he, uh, last year it was um, whoever wins Super Bowl. <laughs> my, whoever wins Super Bowl, as long as it's not New England, he likes them. Yep. It, it was Seattle. It was uh, whoever, whoever, wins. whoever wins is who was. Te- I'm like, who'd you like this year? He goes, I think I like the Eagles. I'm like, really? And two years ago, it was it's just he's bandwagon big time. So he's a big yeah. Warriors it's, fan. It's, it's for, oh yeah, uh, huge Warriors loves KD now. Yeah. yeah. Steph Curry loves them all. Yeah. 
See, but it, was he ever on the LeBron tip, though? He does like LeBron when they win. <laughs> yeah. See, I like LeBron all the time. He likes him when they win. I'm like, who's your favorite player this year? Uh, let me see who won the championship. Oh, LeBron. If the Cavs won the championship, it's LeBron. Or, or it's Kyrie. It's just. And have it, you ever played with any? Have you ever played golf with any of the NBA players? Yeah, I played with Steph a few years ago. Um, How good is he? Vinny Del Negro, remember the yeah the, the NBA, the yeah. NBA kicker. player, the shooter, yeah, and yeah. The kicker, lefty golfer, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I played with <laughs> Vinny. Uh, years ago, I played with Dan Marley. He can hit the golf ball Thunder far. Dan. Thunder Dan, what's he? Is he coaching in? He's Grand, coaching up in Grand upstate Canyon, uh, Arizona, Arizona. Yeah, Grand, Grand Canyon, Canyon State. Yes, right there in Arizona. That's right yeah. Um, who else did I played with? But yeah, mainly those guys. Who's the best one? Steph. He hits the ball good. It's that short game, though. I think it's his long game. He has wedged to the par fives or a, or a middle iron. Yeah, but I've seen him around around the greens and in some horrible lies in bunkers. And his hands in bunkers are are stupid, stupid wow. good. Okay. We'll uh, we'll yeah. get. I'll, you I'll pay of- attention to that then. We'll-, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you out of here on this one. Give me the dream, Brian or Lacker foursome. T Dub. Have you ever played with him? Not yet. No. Okay. Uh, my favorite golfer ever. Um, you know who I played with yeah, a while back yeah. that I really, really like and is fun and is, is Darius Rucker. You know Darius at all? Yeah, big time. Awesome. My first name on tour was Little Hootie. Wow. That was my very first nickname. <laughs> man, Brian's <laughs> wife just about camera. spit out some on juice. her. That's messed and up. Brian's I know. Was yeah. <laughs> I was a hundred pounds lighter and I didn't, yeah. That was, a, this is I'm not gonna say right, Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Oh, right. man. Billy Andre, the very first <laughs> tournament I ever went to, Billy Andre thought I was Darius. Really? Yes. I had a hat on. I was oh. a lot thinner and I had shaved. My, my beard looked like your oh, face. It was, it was nice. Just like okay. now. Man, yeah. I, I don't see the, the, uh, comparison. Person, but uh, anyway, uh, so, yeah. she just spit a skittle out. I mean, that's the hardest. I'm a fan of Darius yeah. Rucker and my fourth. <laughs> give, give me some options. You guys toss something out there, maybe. Hey, it can be alive or dead. It doesn't Anybody. have to be a golfer. Anybody. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a golfer. Anybody. You can play with whoever you want. Oh, I'll take MJ. He's fun to play golf with. Michael's fun. Oh, have you? I'm sure yeah, you have golf with Michael. Yeah, stars. so we'd have a good. That'd be a good crew. Mm. And I would take Tiger on my team versus Michael and Darius. No strokes. No strokes. <laughs> Heads up. Match play. Darius and I are about the same, and Michael and Tiger can be the same. We'll, 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 <laughs> they can we'll, be the we'll, same. We'll match them up that day for the same. Listen, when we uh, do some golf stuff for ESPN, we're going to need to get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a picture of Darius. Yeah. Darius. You know what, man? Yeah. You're not letting anything look like it. No, nah, it is not. No. Not now. I don't. I just of can't picture not. it. When you do go out with it. When we need another golf expert with me on Sports Center. Yeah. I'm coming to you. you got, I'm your I guy. can't rely yeah. on him anymore. No, well, you just made him look f- foolish. I just know stuff about golf. Yeah, I pay attention. He just watches. Just because you know Vinny Del Negro, <laughs> you're you're a bandwagon guy. You want to be a, good, a bandwagon like, guy. You and your son would be. Best yeah, friends. he wants to be with a guy who shoots the best round. <laughs> oh yeah, like if Tiger says like, the guy who I'm going to play with Tiger and then Jordan and Darius. Jordan could be. We're not giving strokes. Yeah, but I, just because I want to win, not because I'm on the bandwagon. Play, you play to win. Right. Like you play to win the, the game. game. We love Coach, her, Coach Edwards. <laughs> hey, is ASU right now? Yes, and he is. It's Mama Mata. Bucket list. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Arizona State so, guy. you have one more quick story? Bucket list. So, yeah. His, what did you say, Bucket list? No, no. Give All me right. that story uh, first. So, their defensive coordinator was my punter in college at UNM, Danny Gonzalez. He's now the defensive coordinator at Arizona State. He and I were roommates when we traveled on the road in college. Didn't you return punts in college? I did. That is frightening. That's how bad we were. That's, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad we were. <laughs> And I return kickoffs too. <laughs> I wish Reggie Bush was still here to hear him say that. Because Reggie would laugh just like Brian's wife laughed when I said you? Lil Hootie. 
<laughs> what were you saying? Giggle. You were going to ask me something about going to I was going to say, what's your bucket list course, man? Give me a, a course you haven't played that is on your bucket list. Pebble. I still what? haven't played. I played Shinnecock. I played Augusta, Wingfoot, uh, Bothers Rawl. Wow. Um, you know, most of the good ones I played, but I have not played, uh, uh, what's it called? Pebble. Pebble, Pebble Beach. But I heard the best one is Cypress. Yeah. Yeah, you probably played them all. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't played Cypress, but I just did this past year, last summer, I did the bucket list trip. Pebble, uh, Spyglass, uh, Monterey Peninsula Country Club. Um, and yeah. at, at Pacific Dunes is, there's a Muni course heard, there. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is stupid. It's because awesome. he has them all, man. He has them all. <laughs> nah. He got them all. No. Nah, um, it's okay. Nah. Thanks for having me on your show. I didn't shoot 78 in Augusta twice. Ah, well, I played good that day. The, the fade was working. <laughs> the power it, was fade fade it was actually a fade. It was actually a fade. I putted so good. Uh, the, the, cad- the caddies at Augusta are phenomenal. The guy said, hit it here. I go, what? He goes, I've been here for 25 years. <laughs> you know what? You're yes, right. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. You hit it and you made it. Hit No, but I got it close. I'm not trying to three putt. I'm just trying yeah. to no stress on the next putt. That's all you need. Yeah, every putt for me is like, no, just leave no stress on uh, Even if it's three feet, just get it close. <laughs> Get that just little, get it close. Yeah. Tap in on the next one. Just know that the $50 that you send me is mm-hmm. going to go in my trophy. Okay. From KPMG. <laughs> Perfect. And so we can make this. 50, we can, 50 we can, ones? Or, yeah, I can send you, <laughs> How do you whatever. Nickels. 200 quarters. Whatever you want, man. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you pay I, for shipping with I, the nickels. I, I hope I have to pay this bet. It would be it would be awesome. I really, and means, I'm going to be at Bridgestone, so I'd so love I. for him to be there. I'm going to be there, too. I'm going to be in Canton that weekend. It's the same week. It's, it's the same. It's, well, after, I cannot believe you didn't walk in today. Yeah, that was a layup. Too. That was so layup. Easy. It's like a group we're taking the bait. He just, uh, he just jumps on it. I know, you know man. me too. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I know. yeah. You got to collate the tournament. It, wear the gold jacket though. Oh, how cool would warm. that be? Yeah. Oh, how would be out there? Yeah, but just sweat. come on, man. It'd be. I worth think it. I'm busy that weekend, but I'd love to go to the tournament. Congratulations, yeah, on, man. Thank you. What was that? You got to tell us though. When that phone call, when the phone rings, so I didn't get it. Thank goodness, thank goodness I didn't get the phone call because that means you don't make it. Really? Yeah, they bang on your door. <laughs> <laughs> this guy does his research. Yeah, I mean, he, he has. The best there is, I right? mean, he, he comes into an interview ready. I mean, he got all of his questions lined up. <laughs> Ask them the wrong way. I, are you worried about what the bus next might week look on like? Maddie? No, I period. saw it already. It looks, it looks pretty <laughs> oh, good. Oh, you've seen it. I saw it. You've seen your bus. I, I saw it not in its finished state, but I saw it almost finished. I was <laughs> like, you know what? That's pretty good for did me. Did you sign off on it? Have you seen it? It looks good for me. Yeah, I mean, look like a little hootie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you out of here now, man. You we see what I mean? You know what? I'm going to Canton just so I can be like, hey, he look just like Ronaldo. <laughs> hey, Ryan. So wait, where does where does this leave the Tiger Akron bet with you two? So number one, I got good news and bad news. Which you want first? I always want bad news first. All right, the bad news first. One of us is going to the Hall of Fame ceremony. All right, and it's him. No. But between no, no, I mean you and between I? Me and me. Yeah, oh, me yeah. and you. Okay. Me and me. <laughs> well, me and you. You're going. Yeah, I'm going. I'm yeah, going. I got, I got, thanks, man. I'm going to try to take some pictures. I am going to probably be in the balcony, but I don't care. Fine. And those are great. I've been to I went when uh, Emmett Smith was inducted when I was working oh, in Dallas. It's phenomenal. That was the Emmett Smith Jerry Rice class. So that's that. What's the good news? The the good news is that he was he was right and wrong. He was right. Tiger got in. He was wrong that Tiger is not going to not play. He's he's playing. Oh, and it was it was just fun. Er, Erlock and the, the way he plays golf and handles golf. We had a great time with him. Oh, see uh, the difference between Erlocker and Romo. Your boy Tony, 
Erlocker, when he's a smart aleck, it's fun and funny. And, and he's light. at least a smart aleck on the record. Romo's a jerk, and he's like, your bro, dude. What is it? Who, who, who are the two bros? Brad and Chad. There you go, Brad and Chad. Afterwards, you just want to smack both of them upside the head. <laughs> you know what? I want Brad and Chad both on British Airways. I bet they fly for British Airways. I bet they do. Download us, subscribe, Apple Podcast, ESPN app, social media, Maddie and Caddy. Maddie, the word and, Caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E, Instagram, Twitter. That's the social media. We're going to roll out two podcasts again this week. That and more throughout the week from Tahoe. We're going to have fun. He's Caddy. I'm Maddie. Appreciate the download and listen to the Maddie and the Caddy podcast. Peace. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.